It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You ever do leg day and then a couple of days later your legs are like you're doing goblet squats and then you like you're like ah they weren't that bad and then after you do the goblet squats the next day you are hobbling to the toilet yeah. you're hobbling across the kitchen mm-hmm. you're hobbling to get something to overeat with you ever do that before absolutely especially the something to overeat with <laughs> <laughs> no I do I will say um, I. There have been days where I can't even barely sit down on the toilet because it's so hard to lower my body onto it because that's how bad it was. <laughs> but you know what? That's when you're a couple of world class athletes like me and Jenny, you know, we've run several distance runs. Yep. We can do probably a push up or two. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. What are, the, what are the goblet squats? Oh, okay. Jenny, do you want to describe to Drake what a goblet squat is? You know what a squat is, right? Yeah. Okay. Goblet squats are more where your legs are like closer together and then you bend down low and you hold the weight up against like your chest. You hold basically. a dumbbell, like a 40 pound dumbbell. You hold it kind of like your cup on a goblet. Oh. And so when you lift up, it's much, much heavier. Yeah. So oh. you, you really get your butt real close to the ground and the closer you go, the worse. The worse it is but i actually of all the squats that there are to exist goblet squats are my favorite really <laughs> yes i actually quite hate almost every other one but i don't mind goblet and it's because it's one of the few things that doesn't hurt my knee during leg day because i have a really bad knee this sounds gotcha. awful. it I is awful don't do, do it that. okay don't exercise don't do it <laughs> just like <laughs> go down to like applebee's or something instead. go to app riblets yes Waffle fries? <laughs> what do you want? Goblet squats? Yeah, no. Or riblets and Coke? Not a Diet Coke, but a full-on Coke. Yes. <laughs> Love it. All right. Hey, how are you? It's KWB, the Dave Ryan Show. Uh, this is kind of funny. We found this online, and it's basically somebody's talking about splitting the check on a date. Check this out. When a man wants to go 50-50 with you on a date, do this. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed right now. Um... Wait, you wanted to just be friends? So, in other words, her ploy is if a guy's like, uh, yeah, we'll split this check, then you pretend that you really like him. He'll then apparently feel bad and go, oh, well, I'll get the check because you really like me or you thought that I was going to get the check. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't really like him. She just wants him to pay the full bill. Well, no, I don't think that that's the thing. I, uh, think, okay. it's, I think it's that they're on a date and she doesn't think that she should have to split the bill. And so she's trying to make it very clear, like, oh, I didn't realize we were just, like, being friends here because she is expecting him to pay because they're on a date. Why would she expect him to pay? This this confounds me because, um, uh, thank God I don't have to figure out women anymore. Yeah. Uh, because my wife and I, we don't care whether we know each other anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, sort of, but... But, <laughs> but, but women deserve to be anything that a guy can do, all the opportunities, and, you know, they're, they're dentists and they're lawyers and they do everything and whatever... But why do women think that it's cool to have a guy pay just because she can? Because that's just like what community standards, that's just what we, I feel like as a society, we've kind of formed it into like, oh, the guy's going to pay. If he's, if we're going on a date, the guy's going to pay. I hate that, that we did that to ourselves 
Because well, we, but did we did that. Okay, let's be fair. We did that to ourselves because women used to not work or right. get paid as much as men. And yes. let's be honest, women still don't necessarily get paid as much as men. Well, so you're not working is, as hard. That's a joke. Is, okay. That's a joke. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I will come over there, David. Dave, be careful. <laughs> so I think that that's Jeez. where the societal standard comes from. Yeah. But I will say, yes, there are a lot more equal opportunities for women nowadays. I don't, and I haven't dated in four years now. Right. Andrew and I have been together for a while. But when I did date, I was not that person. It was weird to me to have someone just assume that the other person was going to pay. Yeah. No matter what their gender role was. I just always thought on a first date, I was going to split it no matter what. And I did offer to split Almost every single time, I'm pretty sure I never actually paid. I think the yeah. guy still always paid. But, yes, I don't get down with women who just absolutely assume that the man is going to pay just because that's, like, the societal standard. I, I just feel like maybe it's, you can have it in the back of your head that he's probably going to pay, but I still, in my opinion, think that you should offer. It's a weird societal standard that I think, I mean, I think it should go away, but especially... You got to figure that this woman is probably pretty forward thinking, but she's living in 1972 where like the guys make enough money to take somebody on a date and the woman works part time doing hair. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't really understand it. Maybe you do. I think maybe to some people it's just kind of a game. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's like I'm going to go out with this guy and of course he's going to pay. Yep. And let's be honest, like there are people who definitely use other people, both male and females use each other for things. Let's be honest. A lot of men use women for sex and women use men for free meals because I had a roommate who literally scheduled the date with someone almost every day of the week one time because she wanted a free meal for the week. Wow. And this is back when we were like 22, very young, very And did she poor. hook up in exchange? No, she didn't no? hook up. I, and I don't think she went on a date every single week, but I told her the real test would be to order something to go for herself for oh. lunch the next day and see how that goes. Wow. She didn't do that either. Oh, I was just messing funny. with her. But she definitely went on a date almost every day in one week I wow. gotta say, to get a free meal. It is a little difficult and a little like I don't know how as a gay man going on a today since you know it's two guys yeah what's the standard there do you I guys go halfies I always just offer to pay. That's just that's just me. I'm always the one that you usually offers. Sugar daddy. You're wrong. You're yeah. wrong. You're young and cute. You're yeah. tall. You're handsome. You should be getting free meals. You'd be like, oh, take a lesson from this woman. Go. We're just friends. Oh, I thought you liked me more. And then he's going to pay. Yeah. And then uh, here's another tip. Sit on the same side of the booth as the guy. Oh. And then he will pay. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have absolutely no, I no idea. Same side as We're not, we're not trying to go one. for that same vibe that we saw at uh, Six Smiths that one time, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Drake and I, were, we went to Fallon's birthday or uh, anniversary party uh, at Six Smith over in Wyzetta a couple of years ago. And Drake and I were sitting across from each other and in a booth across from us was a couple sitting in the same side of the booth. But making he was out. making out and yep. he was probably 55 and she looked about 32. Yep. And Drake and I were like giggling like a mm -hmm. couple of kids spied on somebody. <laughs> 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 Guys, Look at that. <laughs> I love situations like that. I'm so mad nobody told me about it because my back was to those people. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't see them all night. And then I come in the next day and you guys are like, did you see that couple? And I was like, no, why didn't you tell me? It was so cliche because he was like, you know, a little older. And they were at Six Smith. So, a pro you know, at least one of them had some money. And she was dressed 
to impress Mm -hmm. with a tiny little skirt, and they were all over each other like a couple of high school kids making out like at a movie theater. So anyway, uh, what do you think? Did we learn anything from this? What do you think? I'm not sure. Send me a text at KDWB1-53921. I've got two stories that lead the dirt. Number one, the actor's strike has tentatively been settled, so that is going to end after 118 days. And then in a gossipy, salacious story, Holly Madison says that so many women at the Playboy Mansion had eating disorders that they had to replace the what? I'll tell you the whole thing. It's, It's gross and salacious. It's Dave's Dirt. Home of the whale jokes. So these two whales meet in the ocean, and one whale says to the other, The Dave Ryan Show on 101.3 KDWB. We're not as good as TMZ, but they don't give out free concert tickets. Dave's Dirt on KDWB. Hey, here we go. This morning, as you head off to work or school, so are thousands of TV and movie actors who spent the past four months on strike. The Actors Union is called SAG-AFTRA. They reached a tentative agreement with the Alliance of Motion Picture Television Producers, and they released a statement last night saying what they've gained in their new three-year contract. And so here's just a little thumbnail of it. Uh, They get 7% in minimum wages in the last 40 years. Uh, That's Basically, that's what they got. And a brand-new residual for streaming programs, extensive consent and compensation, uh, protections for the use of AI because a lot of actors are worried about you know basically studios using an AI version of them and having the rights to do it. There was a story about Scarlett Johansson. Somebody had found her and uh, made her voice AI and used her face AI, mm-hmm. and it was kind of scary. And I think that that's something that they definitely should worry about. Yeah. So they're trying to take care of that one. Uh, the four-month strike cost the Hollywood economy an estimated six billion dollars and uh, just a couple of other little footnotes here no word <clears throat> on how soon ariana grande returns to london to finish filming wicked which was only 10 days from completion when the strike was called Please. and this weekend uh, timothy chalamet uh, hosts saturday night live even though the studio pushed dune from opening this month to next year for the strike okay the Eras Tour begins its South American swing. She landed in Argentina yesterday on her private jet. First of three shows in Buenos Aires is tonight. Some Swifties with general admission tickets have camped outside the stadium since June. That's so wild. But they've been doing like rotations. Like, oh, right? Well, I think that's what the article had said when we talked about this a week ago that people are going, but they're like rotating in and out. Like they got a tent and your friend's there one day, then you're there okay. the other day kind of situation. Because I think it's general admission. So when you get in, you, whoever's first in line, gets that, the like, best seats. That really, truly concerns me. Yeah. Like after seeing things like what happened at Travis Scott's concert a couple years ago. Yeah. I just feel like that is such a bad idea to have. Swifties, probably the nicest people I've ever seen at a concert in my life. There was no fighting when I went to her concert here. It was a very civil, non-intoxicated kind of concert. But I just would be nervous. Like, there's going to be some angry fans, though, if they don't get exactly what they want walking in. I think anybody can get into a panic. And then there's the whole crowd mentality of push, 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 Mm -hmm. push, push, trample, trample, trample. There's general admission at the armory, right? It it's is. general admission, so if you're in the front of the line, you get the places up by the stage. But they kind of did away with general admission seating. Back in the 70s, there was a concert by the band Classic Rock called The Who in Cincinnati, and they opened up the doors, and once they opened up the doors, 
people trampled and like 15 people died mm -hmm. in a general admission seating. So anyway, to uh, look on the bright side, the paparazzi camped outside the airport waiting for Taylor's arrival. But they reported that Travis did not fly with her. But he did hint a little bit earlier that he might go along. I might just say and just go somewhere nice. I don't know. I mean, I'm losing. I'm, my skin's getting real pale, so I got to go so somewhere sunny. south. Somewhere south. Someplace I mean, south. Closer to the equator. I don't know if that's <laughs> south of the equator. I just don't understand how that works. Like he's in the middle of a football season. Like you can't just jet off to the South True. America. True. <laughs> the Chiefs don't play this weekend, so oh, the players are giving him okay. a minimum of four days of freedom, including Saturday and Sunday. So he is expected to fly off to Argentina to support Taylor Aww. and return by Monday for mandatory NFL practice with a fresh tan. Okay. Yeah, say you know. In other dirt, new music from the kid Leroy. Just check it out, see if you like it. Honest sounds like every other like I don't know <laughs> Kid, Kid Roy song, song out there that did absolutely nothing for me. But you never know what's going to blow up uh, on the Tonight Show. Matt Rife on uh, TikTok in his big break, and you said every woman is horny for Matt Rife. Super, super horny. He's a very good-looking guy. He has admitted to getting some plastic surgery though because he's got kind of like these really big lips, like you can't miss them. But he blew up on TikTok, and every girl is so horny for him on TikTok. <laughs> okay, nice blanket statement. You're speaking for every woman that is horny. Pretty that, much, yeah. All women who desire men, they are horny for him. Here is uh, him talking about his big break on TikTok. And I was just sitting there. I was so depleted and depressed of, you know, being at a place I wasn't even invited to perform at. Wow. And I was like, this is so stupid. Why, why am I even bothering posting this stuff? It's not going to do anything. My friend was like, you, you already edited it. Just post it and then we'll have a fun time tonight. And then that video over the next couple of days went uh, insanely viral, like 20 to 30 million views. And then that made every other view, every other video on my profile go viral. And then everything just kind of exploded out of nowhere. 30 million views. Yeah, dude. Insane. That is insane. I think he, has con he had a show coming to the Twin Cities, and I think it sold out real quick. Because that is exactly what happened. He started posting on TikTok. And he is funny. He's a very funny comedian. And his... Um, like stand-up routines were just going viral, but then a lot of them went viral because of all these women that are want him. I, I, you know what? I don't even know what he looks like, but now I'm tempted to go look him up to see what he looks like. Jelly Roll, we know what he looks like. He has won New Artist of the Year. Not surprising at the CMAs. Here is his speech. There is something poetic about a 39-year-old man winning New Artist of the Year. I don't know where you're at in your life or what you're going through, but I want to tell you to keep going, baby. I want to tell you success is on the other side of it. I want to tell you it's going to be okay. I want to tell you that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. Because what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. Black Party Nashville! Wow. That kind of gave me chills. I wow. like that. That is kind of a cool story, but for a 39-year-old to win Best New Artist, yeah. that is kind of a cool story. Okay, so by now we have all the evidence we need that the Playboy Mansion was a pretty nasty place. But if you need more, we've got it. Staying thin was a huge priority for the ladies that lived at the mansion to the point that body dysmorphia and eating disorders were extremely common. On the new episode of Call Her Daddy... Holly Madison says that so many women were throwing up at the mansion that the bathroom pipes actually had to be replaced. 
That is astonishing. Yeah. To be fair, Holly didn't actually see this. She heard about it, and she didn't believe it at first. She said, quote, I was like, no, that's too over the top. You don't have to replace a bathroom pipe because of stomach to stomach acid. But she claims that someone from there confirmed it was true. Yeah. Either way, a lot of eating disorders at the Playboy Mansion, totally believable. She was on a podcast, and she was talking about how sex with Hugh Hefner was basically that was your expectation to yeah, live at I the mean, Playboy Mansion. She said that there was like a rotation and like they just brought in all of these girls to be playmates and a lot of those girls were very young and probably honestly their brains weren't fully developed to make very like um I don't know, I guess respectful decisions that uh, that might have responsible not be. decisions, responsible the right decisions. So, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like they were kind of just like preyed on to come on in because they were offered this like glamorous life, but they were required to do so many things and like they were show ponies pretty much and like were given a house to live in. And if they didn't have anything else to go to, that was better than living in your car. Mm-hmm. I get I guess, I maybe I don't know. We'll be back with Whatever happened to this time on Whatever Happened to? Whatever happened to Jesse McCartney? He was huge in the 2000s, but where is he? Two, three, four. It's brought to you by WhiteBearMitsubishi.com. You ever look at somebody's job and go, man, that'd be a really fun job. That'd be super cool to do that. Well, guess what? Somebody recently asked the internet, what job is a lot less fun than most people expect? And here comes people from all walks of life to rain on your dream job parade. Number one, being a touring musician. It's boring. There's too much waiting around. And there's also the travel grind and the unusual hours. Okay. I've heard that touring is brutal. Yeah, but isn't that what you work for as it an is, artist? Yeah, it, like, how can that be the worst? Like, how is that bad to do? Like, that's what you I work think, for. I think it's probably fun the first time you do it for the first couple of months or whatever. Uh, but then you really do. You lose track of what city you're in. Mm-hmm. You and you don't usually get to actually probably explore the city. So it's not like you're like, oh, I'm traveling to all these fun places. No, you're like traveling to work and leave. Right, pretty much. And then they also say that when you do your show, you're on such a high that you go back to your hotel room and there you are alone. Mm -hmm. Well, unless you bring somebody back to your hotel room with you or you do drugs or drink and then that becomes a problem. So it's probably, it sounds like a lot of fun. We'd all like to try it. Working in the film industry, it's a demanding job. There's stressful deadlines and you're usually working to execute someone else's vision. So there's a job that's not as fun as people think it is. Anything freelance, finding work is a hassle, getting paid is a hassle, and you're on your own for benefits and retirement. So if mm-hmm. you're a freelance photographer, you got to do your own health insurance. You got to do your own every billing, making sure you get paid, that type of thing. Video game testing, yeah, playing video games is fun. Testing the same elements over and over and over for weeks is not. It's mindless and repetitive. Bartending looks like a fun job. Yeah. I would be a great bartender. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of dealing with drunken idiots. In fact, one person compares it to babysitting toddlers while people are yelling at you. Yeah. Beer brewing sounds like a fun job. It can be a lot of physical work, very long hours. One person said it's like a hot, wet janitorial job where you get a beer at the end. (laughs) Next one is working in tech. You work a lot of hours, stressful hours. Traveling sales people. I know people who do this. They travel around the country and they do, they demo medical tech devices or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some people think that constant travel is sexy, but in reality, it's an endless cycle of airport, 
hotel, boardroom, hotel, airport, with no time to sightsee or explore. Yeah, and I, that uh, wouldn't be fun to me. Yeah. I just want to stay in one city if that was the routine. Well, and that's the thing, because I know somebody now who does that, and they'll be like in Honolulu demoing a medical device. And it's like, did you have time to go see the volcanoes or the rainforest or... No, we went from the airport to the hotel, woke up, we went to the meeting the whole entire next day, we went to dinner, went to the hotel, got up and flew home the next day. Mm. God, it might as well have been in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Scuba instructor, that'd be a fun job. Nope, somebody says it ruined a hobby. It's like herding cats and nursing somebody with a sore ear because they can't equalize. A couple of more, working at Disney, they said that is not as fun. Working for the FBI, uh, tattoo artist, body piercer, driving the Zamboni. Sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Heck yeah. But no, you flip a few levers at the start. You flip them again when you're done. You drive in a circle for the rest of it. Stress goes through the roof when something breaks. Yep, even Zamboni drivers get jaded. Oh, my. All right, there's got to be some job that's, like, as fun as it looks. I know. I would say being, like, I mean, this probably entails traveling, too, like we were just discussing. But, like, I have a lot of friends who kind of do liquor sales or food service sales. And they just get to travel around and, like, try out new alcohol and sell them to restaurants and stuff. And they love their jobs. They get to chat with all kinds of different people. Um, They're not really on, like, the strictest schedule sometimes. I think that there are certain people that are cut out for it and certain people that are not. I'll give you one that's easy and fun. DJ, Mm -hmm. radio morning show host, is really... It's nearly just as fun as it seems like it is. It's almost always the best part of my day. Mm -hmm. So I still love it. But there's certain things about it, like any job. It's like, oh, taking training sessions online for 45 minutes or whatever. And that, but it's, there's really nothing about our job that's that difficult. So I asked Andrew yesterday because something came up on my Instagram and said, if you could switch places with your partner for the day, what would you be most excited about and what would you be least excited about? So I asked Andrew what he would say about switching with me. And he, of course, said the least exciting would be waking up at the hours that we wake up to true. go to work. That's true. And then he said, at first, the most excited would be seeing him every day. If he was me, it would be seeing him. And I go, well, it can't be about you. Like, what are you excited <laughs> about in my life? And then he did say, he said... I would be most excited about the fact that you get to go and be creative all day and have those creative juices flowing and you like make a difference in people li- people's lives and you get DMs about it and stuff like that. He's like, that would be the most exciting part to know that I was doing something to hopefully make someone's day better. It is, it is pretty gratifying. That's one of the best parts of our job. That's not the reason I got into radio. I thought it'd be fun to sit in a studio and play music. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is as fun. But I think one of the best parts of our job is when somebody gives us a little feedback and says, man, I was so down this morning, and then I heard Drake hit you over the head with a wine bottle, (laughs) and then I laughed at that, and then Jenny told some stupid story and whatever, (laughs) so that is really gratifying. All right, we'll be back in a second with Whatever Happened to Jesse McCartney next. Who is this performing on The Masked Singer? Believe it or not, that's the artist who had a string of pop hits in the early and mid-2000s, Jesse McCartney. But, before... Believe it or not, that's the artist who had a string of pop hits in the early and mid-2000s, Jesse McCartney. But, before we get to how he got there, let's go back to the beginning. Jesse McCartney was born in 1989, and before he was 10 years old, he was cast on All My Children as J.R. Chandler. 
1999, he was chosen to be in a boy band called Dream Street. And then he recorded his own album. You probably recognize this song. One with Ludacris. He opened for the Backstreet Boys. He acted. He wrote. But whatever happened to Jesse McCartney? Well, it turns out a lot. He never really disappeared. He was just where you might not have been looking for him. He's still a musician, but he's also been acting. He appeared as a recurring character in the ABC family series Greek. He's done a ton of voice acting in video games. And he also starred in the horror film Chernobyl Diaries. In 2016, he appeared on Fear the Walking Dead as Reed, an aggressive member of a group of pirates. And of course, he's continued to write songs, record and perform, including, yes, that appearance as a turtle on The Mass Singer. In 2021, he married Kate Peterson, his girlfriend of seven years. He is now 36 years old, and that is what happened to Jesse McCartney. If you have an artist that makes you think, hmm, whatever happened to them, let me know, and I may feature them on a future... Jesse McCartney on Whatever Happened To on KDWB. Text messages say, thanks for taking me back to when I was 13. Jesse McCartney was my life. Another text at KDWB1. That's our short code. Jesse McCartney opened for new kids on the block this past August at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> nice. And this one says, uh, Jesse, one of my first adolescent crushes, crushes, and I still know every single word at 33 years old. He was one of my first, too, because he was also on the show Summerland. And so him and Zach Efron, I think, were both on that show. And I loved both of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> if there's somebody who wants to do a uh, Where Are They Now, send me a text or send me an email, uh, ryanshow at kdwb.com, and I'll do a little research for you. And we'll bring it to the radio next week or some week down in the future. Jenny and I are, now that we do the show, like they're just the three of us, Jenny and I are becoming much more friendly. Not, not That's not it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Intimate with details of our lives. Like, mm -hmm. I'll tell Jenny something's like, you wouldn't believe what Susan was doing last night. Yeah. And then blah, blah, blah. And then Drake, well, you know, whatever. So uh, I'm putting Jenny to the friend test now. Okay. If I had to commit a big crime, mm -hmm. a big crime, not quite a murder, but like... Like I stole like a million dollars from the company. Wow. Ooh. Okay. That's a big okay. one. Would you help hide me? 
would I help hide? Would you? you help hide me? For example, let's say where would I go? Let's say I would probably go somewhere that nobody would look. Jordan, Montana. Well, mm-hmm. there goes that because now you're going to know I'm in Jordan, Montana. It is an isolated town, the middle of the prairie in eastern Montana. There's two motels. I would stay there, lay low, and then I'd call you once in a while and go, is the coast clear? Mm-hmm. Would you cover for me mm-hmm. if I did? Well, okay. You're, hot, so you're hesitating. You, I don't okay. blame you. Well, you've yeah. already told me what you did. Did you tell me what you did? Like yeah, what I stole a million dollars from, okay. the, from the company. Yeah. So at this point, I have two options. I either can exploit you and say you owe me some money because now I'm involved and I'm going to get in trouble. Um, so I will, wow, will be, Jenny. it'll be a 70-30 split. So I get 70% of that million Fair enough. Fair enough. 70%. Um, okay. And then, or, I'm going to whack her. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> She's going to threaten to turn me in. So I'm not going to have to whack her. Yeah. Or I do go to the police. Where so, would you go? Let me ask you this though, okay. Jenny. Let's make it this way. You do it. Yep. Where, what city, where is it a cabin? Is it a city? Is it a national park? Is it a KOA campground? Where do you hide out? And who do you tell? You can tell one person and hide out one place. Where do you go to hide yeah, out? Yeah, I'm going to Vegas. Going to Vegas. Yeah, because I just feel like I can blend in a little bit there, like still be able to maybe like go out and do a couple things, wear a mustache or something like that to make sure that they don't know who I am. <laughs> okay. And then I would tell probably Andrew. Yeah. My, I love my family, but yeah. like we all, not that Andrew doesn't have a guilty conscience, but, conscience, but uh, I think my family would rat me out. And that's fine, because I'd probably do the same. Okay. <laughs> I think Andrew might have my back. Vegas and Andrew. Yeah. Drake, you've broken the law. You've stolen a million dollars. There's a manhunt. Where do you go? You can tell one person. Does it have to be, do I have to go somewhere in the U.S.? It's got to be the U.S., yeah. yeah. You can't say that okay. you're going to, like, Lima, uh, Peru. Okay. I am probably going to go to Arizona or somewhere where there's a desert. And I'm going to find, you know, those like little uh, villages like built into like the, the rocks and whatnot, like those old Like the hills villages. have eyes kind of thing? Kind of type thing. Yeah. Like they, they used to build like huts and whatnot into Cliff the side dwellings, of dwellings. Yeah. Is that okay. what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, find... they're protected by the state forest service. You can't probably. just move into yeah. one. Well, I could probably <laughs> find an abandoned one. So no, I would try I don't. to find an no. abandoned one in the no. middle of the desert. Okay. Uh, or I would build one. Okay. I got a little bit of building experience. So you I would do? Find one. Yeah. My dad's a home improvement person. So your dad knows how to build one. So is who that who you you're tell? calling? Who would you tell? Not a soul. What? You got to tell, tell one person. I tell somebody. I'd probably tell crazy. my mom then. You tell your mom. Yeah. I would go probably to mm, uh, let's see, um, uh, somewhere in Montana, Broadest Montana. That's where I'm going. It's a little a sleepy little town. But it's got like a Dairy Queen, so it's got, you know, Walmart, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You can't go to those, though. Yeah, Why? because people will know you're an outsider. They have cameras. Yeah. Oh. oh that, too. Facial well, recognition yeah. is a thing, you guys. you got to avoid cameras, otherwise. Yeah. Ooh, there's a probably a lot of cameras you? in Vegas, too, huh? Yeah, there cameras is. everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. there's yeah. also a lot more people in Vegas, so it'd be a little bit more difficult, Harder to find too. you, yeah. yeah. You but they can do facial the recognition now. I think if they, they can scan cameras and go, we're looking for this tall blonde woman with, like, you know, giant lips mm-hmm. big and sunglasses, big eyes. Big sunglasses and a hoodie. That's what okay. you got to wear. What okay. about you? Just something to think about. And you can text it to me if you want to. Where would you hide and wh- who? what one person would you tell? This text said, I would hide in Duluth. Okay. Not okay. bad. Who would you tell? 
let us know where you would. Would you be able to tell Susan and she'd cover for you? She absolutely would, yeah. Yeah. Well, she would talk me into turning myself in. She'd be like, don't live like this. You're going to be looking over your shoulder the rest of your life. Go turn yourself in. We'll get Jonathan Fogel to represent you, and he'll probably get you off with, like, picking up trash on the side of the freeway. Okay, and then of your four kids, which one's the sketchiest one that you could trust? Chase. No. Yeah. I think Allison is such a goody two shoes. She could she never. Would tell. She would tell. She would tell. Beth is not sketchy, but Beth is the most like me of all my kids. I would say so. Yeah. I could tell Beth, and she'd be like, "Okay, well, just don't drag me into it. Be careful, and you know, if you need anything, let me know." Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm just curious. If you broke the law and you had to hide somewhere, where would you hide, and who would you tell? Discuss. We'll be back in a moment on KDWB. We got War of the Roses coming up. That's the highlight of the show. That is the like the bullseye of our show this morning, uh, and that's coming up this morning at about seven thirty-five. It is two women that find out about each other, so they go on the attack to set a trap. There will be two women on the phone on War of the Roses, and one guy doesn't know what's about to hit him. It's coming up. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.